0: So I want to pose a question to you guys, are you wasting time and energy on worrying about the things that actually don't matter? How do I stop comparing myself to others? There are so many women I look up to, but I have a hard time watching their success without having it negatively impact my self-esteem all right thank you for this wonderful question and really really being transparent over how you're feeling around others um i think that's really hard to assess most of us at least when we're feeling insecure um don't actually realize that it's um that we're being triggered so i just want to applaud you right now for actually acknowledging and recognizing when you're triggered and who's triggering you that is already incredible and you've already done a lot of the work there so now i actually want to go to the difference between jealousy and envy So growing up, I used to be jealous. Every time I saw other people like you that had amazing things that I looked up to, that I admired, it would just trigger something inside me and it would trigger something that made me feel worse about myself. Now, over time, what I realized is the fact that I was getting triggered and feeling worse was it was highlighting the things I either wasn't doing or that I was using as an excuse or I was just, um, I gave myself the out by just saying, well, I'm not good at it. And so every time I would see someone that I would admire, that would do something that I thought I couldn't do or wasn't there yet or was incapable of doing, it would start to create an emotion in me, made me feel badly about myself. It would make, it would shine a light onto myself. And then that would highlight all the things that I either thought I was bad at, insecure over. And so you can imagine when that happens, just like you said, it actually does impact your self-esteem. It makes you feel worse about yourself. All right. Just like everything that I always talk about, when something doesn't serve me, I try to stop it. When I can't stop it, I think of other ways that it can serve me. Jealousy doesn't serve me. Jealousy only made it worse. It made me feel worse about myself, which which then put me into a bit of a spiral about how useless I was, how bad I was at things. And it would start to really start um, creating this repeat cycle in my head, and then that would become a habit. And now all I'm doing is repeating over and over about how bad I am doesn't serve me so now i take that very same thing and i say how can i look at other people this thing that makes me feel worse about myself this thing that's shining a light on how bad i am how do i turn that and make it amazing how do i take my kryptonite and make it my superpower because that's ultimately the goal guys how can we take something and to use it to our advantage to actually serve what we're trying to freaking do And so this situation with someone that you admire is now making you feel baggy. How do you spin it? Okay, first of all, acknowledging where you are right now. Right now, you actually may not be able to spin it. Right now, the emotions of how much is triggering you may be just too difficult. So I really wanna make sure that I start there, that if that is happening, Sometimes you just have to maybe stop looking at them. You maybe have to stop following them. You maybe have to stop engaging in the things that they do. In the top, maybe just the for the time being. Maybe just for the time being. But don't worry if that's what you need. Remember, right now, the first step into this evolution, into looking at amazing people and having them be an inspiration, is to just acknowledge where you are. Maybe you're not able to look at them as an inspiration yet. So. Give yourself the freaking grace give yourself the grace right now to say this person triggers me and i'm going to work on it i'm not just going to accept it i'm going to work on it but for right now i just can't look at them for a week two weeks three weeks whatever now you can work on yourself you can work on that that trigger of why that really impacted you so let's say for instance i look at oprah and i say how amazing she is a hosting and I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, that triggers all the insecurity inside me. It triggers all the things that I'm not good at. The fact that I come in front of the camera and I mess up. The fact that I'm mumbling over my words. The fact, all these things that I can look at open and go, oh my God, she's so freaking fire. She keeps her cool. She never seems anxious on, on camera. She never seems like she stumbles. She never seems like she's lost the freaking words. Now, I could use that as a detriment and say how bad I am. Or I can go, all right, she did it. I can do it too. If she did it, how can I do it too? Guys, that's freaking envy. That's when you can look at someone so mind-blowingly amazing, so mind-blowingly amazing, and not let it be detrimental to your self-esteem, but actually, in fact, be the complete opposite. See it as a freaking inspiration. And I'm telling you, the only way you can do that, the only way you can take someone that you admire and see them as an inspiration, instead of seeing them as intimidation, is looking at where you are right now, seeing where your insecurities are, acknowledging your insecurities, and one by one working on building those insecurities up. So that when you do, when you then see Oprah or whoever it is, that person that is inspiring you or maybe triggering you, you can then take them for a beautiful teacher. You can take them as a beautiful mentor. You can look at their life. You can look at how they've shown up every day. And then you can say, how do i do that too so freaking powerful but it all starts with assessing where you are and then with grace identifying what you need to work on and step by step working on those things and then eventually being able to look at that freaking badass and admiring them and seeing them as inspiration How do you exude confidence without offending others, especially people in a position of power, when I disagree with what they're saying or have a different take on an issue? All right, so the key here is when when are you exuding confidence and when are you spilling over into being super obnoxious and super arrogant? There is a fine line and how I assess the fine line is how do you treat other people? Do you come in and exude confidence and try and tear them down while you're exuding confidence? Um, or are you showing them beauty, grace, respect, but still holding your own? Because that's the difference. If you come in, you try to bring someone else down to make yourself feel confident, that is when you've swirled over. And yes, you are absolutely offending and disrespecting others, if I can be so honest. When you are treating other people like they... um, do not exist that their opinions do not count or their opinions do not matter. That is when you are exceeding your confidence into arrogance and being obnoxious. So there are fine lines. So really it is what is the intention you have in your heart? Are you trying to enlighten the situation when you come into the com- uh, come into the meeting let's say are you um, trying to make other people feel less confident so that you can bring yourself up? Um, how you actually, What is your intention let's start there so now if you know my intention is really pure i really want to come into the conversation and not offend other people great that's where we're going to go into the second part of this question where you are worried that you don't want to offend people in power especially when you disagree with them all right so this is when it comes in and says what are the words you are choosing if you walk into any situation and you're just like you're wrong where does that leave someone when someone comes to you and says you're wrong where does that leave you you either get defenses or you put walls up but it's very hard to go oh, okay tell me tell me all the ways that I'm wrong it's just difficult even if that's the right answer so go knowing that that happens with you how do you go into a meeting and disagree with someone what words do you use what are the choice of words that you use in that situation are you trying to demean someone are you trying to pull them down or are you just trying to say hey actually I don't agree with you there and this is why you can absolutely do that with respect now here's the tricky thing I don't know who you're talking to so I don't know how they will respond because even if you go into it this is key guys even if you go into this situation go all right I'm gonna go in there with respect I'm gonna go in there with pure of heart because I disagree but I actually am doing it in you know in good of the company in good of the team in good of the group and good of this person if you go in there with the intention then that will come across so making sure that you go into that situation with the right intention and using the right words so that the other person doesn't put their walls up and now what happens when you disagree if they push back how do you handle it what do you say Because there's one thing about how you go into the situation, but you can't control how the other person's going to react. So let's take two scenarios. One scenario is you come in with utter respect and you say, Hey, I'm really sorry. I actually know that you think like that, but I actually disagree. You know, no hard feelings, but this is why I disagree. Great. You've said no hard feelings. You've gone in and say, Hey, I just want to respect you, but I actually disagree. You're being really um, respectful. And the other person shuts you down. I don't know what you're the hell you, who you think you are, you know, you need to stay in your lane. Let's just say that's the pushback you get. How do you respond to that? Even if you're confident in what you've said, how do you respond to that? Do you escalate or do you come back with confidence in being firm on your position? Because that's the key, guys. If I have confidence in what I'm saying, you can come at me. And here's the great news. If you come at me, I'm actually going to listen because I'm so confident in my idea. I'm like, you can't even change my mind. But now here's the thing, because I'm confident and you, let's say you say something that actually makes me change my mind. I'm the type of person That will embrace it and be like, oh, my God, I was so confident over here. I thought for sure that was the winning answer. But, man, you've just convinced me why. And now I actually agree you're the right person. Now, I can say that to you as someone coming to me if you come with confidence, grace, and respect. So it works both ways. If you've come to me and I'm the one that's confident, you try and bring me down. You try and, like, break down my idea of all the confidence that I have. And you're right. I'm confident in myself to go, oh my God, you're so right. So now here's the question. If you're the one coming into these moments where you're saying you, how do I come in and have the grace and how do I come in with confidence and not offend people, you've got to be so bloody confident in not just the idea, but confident in the outcome, confident in the fact that you want what is right. And if that means someone comes to you with a different idea that is better than yours, are you confident to meet that with a yes and a handshake and a, oh my God, I was wrong? Because let me freaking tell you, that is the power of confidence. Confidence isn't about being right or wrong. So if you go into it, the reason why I really wanted to go there with this answer is because if you really get it confidence isn't just me coming into a room and saying why I disagree confidence is someone disagreeing with me and me being able to admit that they're right that freaking takes confidence now if you can get to that point which is just a practice guys it is just a practice it is getting told so many times why you're wrong and being able to meet it with grace and recognize when they are right and it gets easier it gets easier it gets easier and it's practice 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 so that you get to the point that you can walk into these meetings with confidence with people with power say what you think even when you disagree and still being able to leave with utter confidence no matter where the conversation goes that my friend is freaking confidence all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. If you're and guys and my homie, even with the fears the doubts and uncertainty you can finally go after what you freaking want in life set boundaries speak up show up fight imposter syndrome and stop people pleasing and I break down how to actually do this step by step in my book Radical Confidence and when you pre-order your copy of Radical Confidence right now today guys you can get a free gift valued at $171 which includes my ultimate guide to radical confidence which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book three months ad-free listening to Women of Impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching session with me and my hubby of 21 years Tom. So my homie if you go and pre-order this book right now you'll get all of those things for utterly free which has been valued at $171. So go over to radicalconfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now. That's radicalconfidence.com. See you there my homie. Let's freaking go. How do I accept praise or recognition at work without downplaying my achievements? Alright oh my God, how many of us do this how many of us thank you for asking this question because i think you're about to help so many other people because we've all been there all right i don't want to be presumptive but most of the time women have this problem where someone says thank you. And in fact, I was literally in this group. I was with these women, what was it, maybe a week ago. And one woman is like, oh, my God, you're so good at this. And the other woman literally, no, 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 what are you talking about? No, it was you. Third woman comes in, no, thank you, but actually it was you. You're amazing. And I'm freaking standing there going, what is happening? These three incredible females, incredible, are all like literally giving each other praise and they can't accept it women that I so admire and I was like well, what is happening they're all confident they're all freaking power players and yet in these moments they're all just telling each other how amazing no no, no you're amazing yes 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 I know I did that but let me tell you when you did this no one can se- accept a compliment and then even if we can accept it we immediately ping pong and tell the other person why well, they're even freaking better now here's the thing it's sometimes actually beautiful right let's just take a moment It's actually beautiful that we wanna make other people around us feel amazing. So I don't wanna diminish that. I don't wanna negate that or actually block that out. It is beautiful that we want each other to feel amazing. But God damn it, come on people. We do it in total detriment to ourselves we literally do it in total detriment to ourselves ask any of my friends i call them out i literally am like please stop trying to de- um, ping pong when i say you're amazing stop trying to um, what is it deflect can you just say thank you and literally it's like a mission i'm on now every time i compliment someone if they cannot say thank you i stop them and go wait, just take it just take the fucking compliment I'll take the compliment if you want and that as you can see guys I feel so passionate about it like literally I'm out of breath because of it but I'm making it a point I'm absolutely making a point that when someone comes up to me and recognizes the effort I've put in I recognize now that it is detrimental to myself to not accept it so now What do I do? How do we actually do it? Because it's one thing, yes, yes, I know, Lisa, it's one thing to actually say, it's a whole other thing to actually do it. 100% I agree, which is why we always need a freaking game plan, people. We need a game plan. So the game plan is so simple. The very next time someone says something you've done amazing, you are going to repeat after me. Thank you. Ta-da! Thank you. That's it, guys literally this is where i started when i started to realize that i was doing this and i was literally like ping-ponging i wasn't accepting any praise or any like recognition of the hard work i know i actually put in like i'm not talking about bullshit. like oh yeah i got this work i actually freaking put in and don't downplay it and i needed to stop pushing it off i realized and recognized with all the work that i do with all the amount of incredible women i have on my show i realized i was doing a detriment to myself so rule number one the very next time someone pats you on the back for something you know you freaking deserve and guys i don't have to explain you know you know when you feel that and someone says something the very next thing you're going to say is thank you so much i want you to practice and then stop talking. (laughs) This is where i Oh, thank you so much, but, and then you start all the things of what went wrong, or like, oh, how someone helped you. Maybe someone did help you. Maybe a thousand things did bloody go wrong. But what the F? Why can't we just take the thing that we've worked hard for as recognition of what we did? So, Now, I hope that I've convinced you in these last few minutes I've been talking that you are now going to, the very next time someone says something, you are going to recognize it and say, thank you so much. And if you need another word or another phrase, because maybe you need to say some more words, like I often do. You say, thank you so much for recognizing. I really worked hard at that. Write that down, guys. right now. Get out a pen and paper and write those words down. Thank you so much for recognizing it. I really worked hard at that. It's not being boastful. It's actually acknowledging the freaking hard work you put in. And we have to stop pushing that away, stop thinking that we are boasting or that it means that we're big head if we accept the compliments that actually come with recognizing that we freaking busted our asses, we showed up time and time again and we did the work, period. Now, homies, let's freaking own that shit. Do you believe in fake it till you make it mentality? All right, people, this is where you see the truth about Lisa Billy. Who gives a shit? Like, I'm really honest. Do I? Do you actually care if you have to fake it or not fake it to get the dream and life you want? Like, we put we put ourselves so much in. Like, well, you shouldn't be faking it. It's like, well. Honestly, life's bloody difficult enough. Building confidence, it's freaking difficult enough. So if you need to fake it to build a bit of competence in order for you to get confidence, go ham. If faking it feels false for you and that doesn't feel natural and you actually don't want to fake it and you want to walk into an area and just own all the problems and all the inadequacies that you have, And that's how you're going to do it. And that's how you're going to eventually build confidence in order to get confidence. Amazing. But the truth is we're so focused on, oh, my God, but we shouldn't say this. And, oh, my God, but we shouldn't say that. And, no, I shouldn't be faking And what about imposter syndrome? No, I can't be called an imposter. Oh, my God. (sighs) Why are we wasting precious time and freaking energy on worrying about the things that actually don't matter, the things that actually don't move the needle? Because, guys, the reason why I stand in front of the camera all the time, every day, the reason why I do this show, the reason why I have this freaking YouTube channel, is to basically say, what life do you want? And how on earth do you get there if I can help? Freaking A. That's it. I'm not here to dictate what life you should have. I'm not here to dictate the path you should take. I'm just giving you advice on how the hell you get to the dream and the goal. And if that means you have to fake it, go ham! If that means faking it doesn't feel right, then don't. But honestly, look at what serves you and use more of it. And stop using what doesn't serve you and stop using what doesn't serve you. That's it. So honestly, I don't, um, the reason why I kind of just like, I actually went a bit off this answer and not giving you tactics is because I really actually do believe. To my freaking core, that we hold meaning to things. And the meaning we hold to things can really freaking hold us back, people. And worrying about whether I'm faking it or not, worrying about whether I have imposter syndrome or not, or whether I should be even saying the word imposter syndrome, is just actually taking time and energy away from me focusing on how the hell I get to the goal and life that I want in the first place. So. If I want to be in business and I have to fake feeling confident to walk into the room and that's the only way I can muster, walking into the bloody room, then you better believe I'm going to fake it. But if I walk into a room and the faking makes me feel inauthentic and now I'm pretending to be someone I'm not, you better believe I'm not going to fake it. So, I want to pose a question to you guys. Are you wasting time and energy on worrying about the things that actually don't matter? Because if you are, I want you to reframe right this freaking second and just look at the things and ask yourself, does it serve me? Yes, do more of it. Does it not serve me? No, do a hell of a lot less of it. And that is how you figure out whether you should fake it or not fake it. I know my inner critic affects my confidence negatively, but I can't seem to turn it off. How can I change my inner critic to be more positive and give my confidence a boost? Oh my God, I love this. You're using my words. This is lit- literally, this was the problem that I had. Everyone kept saying, oh no, no, you speak nicely to yourself, Lisa. What do you mean you say mean things to you? No, that's not right. You should be nice to yourself. Now, I'm trying to be nice to myself and the inner critic, and she won't freaking shut up. So what So what was happening? I was basically just beating myself up over the fact that I was beating myself and couldn't switch her off. That didn't work. Now, I was literally doubling up on the problem. And now my inner quit, critic just bloody duplicated. So... I actually love the way that you find it. How can I change my inner critic? Because that was what I realized I had to do. She just kept being mean. She was just being cruel. I couldn't stop it. Made it worse. So now I had to realize. Just like like I'm always saying, guys. If it serves you, do more of it. If it doesn't serve you, don't do more of it. So I realized this negative woman, this negative bitch in my head, is just being cruel. So how the hell, if I can't switch her off, how the hell do I change her? And that is what I started to focus on. And I love analogies. I need to feel a certain way. Emotions make a difference. So I was like, all right, this chaperone, this passenger is freaking non-stop. How do I change the way that I see her? Hmm, all right. Well, what about if she was your kind friend? Kind friend, not a cruel friend, a kind friend. The reason why I say kind friend is what do you expect your true freaking friends or your partner to always be with you? Honest. Honest is my answer. So I'm always looking for my close friends and my partner to be honest with me. Now, what if I'm asking them for feedback about something and I'm saying, I really want you to tell me the truth. What do you think about this? Did you think I did a good job or not? If they're your friend and they care about you and they saw you and they were like, "Oh, oh God, she wasn't very good at that. I'm expecting them to be honest with me and say, I'm so proud that you got up there, but I actually think you need to work on this, this, and this. I think you can improve here and here. If they just said, Oh my God, you're freaking amazing. That's not a, in my opinion, that is not an honest friend. They are more concerned about your emotions and what you actually need in life and what you've actually wanted asked ask them to be, which is honest. So now when they are honest and they start telling you all the things you need to improve on or change, Because they're your friend, and because you've asked them to be honest, you embrace it. Ah, that's where we're going with this, guys. Take your negative voice, the bitch in your head, and if she was a friend, how were you able to put a blanket around her and your arm, give her a hug, and a warm cup of tea, and sit down with your mate, and ask her, what are you doing wrong? What is the critic trying to say? And now what you do, guys, is you just take your pen and paper and you repeat, even when it stings, you repeat, she's my friend, she's my friend, she's my friend. And you write down all the things she's saying and now actually assess, maybe she's right, maybe you are really bad at all these things and that's why you're getting anxiety. Maybe she's saying, oh my God, imposter syndrome, you have no idea what you're doing walking into that room. Maybe she's right. And because she's right, maybe you can say, oh, my God, you're right. I don't know what I'm talking about going into this room. I'd better get prepared. And now you have the opportunity to then get prepared. And so you've taken this critic in your, in your head and you've now made her your coach. You've taken the critic and you've made her your coach. And that is how, honestly, you take something that can be crippling, that really can be paralyzing, and how you use it as one of your best and biggest freaking superpowers. Because when you can see that your critic is your coach, that the bitch is your BFF, it can be freaking game changing. And the reason why it's game changing is because now what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to try and get better over time instead of letting that critic stop you. And with trying guys, with wax on and wax off like in Karate Kid, when you finally have to step up to the plate, you're gonna freaking knock it out the park. Why? Because you've practiced and you've practiced and over the time, as you've practiced, you become more competent and more competent and more competent. And once you, that starts to happen, you start to become more confident and that is how you take the bitch in your head and give it the biggest confidence boost it's ever had.